You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And as you might have noticed, uh, uh, you know, over the last six months, uh, I've had kind of a, a an aha, right? An aha that I was pretty, uh, let's just say, art ignorant would be the best way that I could uh, explain uh, what I was, not only from an artist's perspective, but also just like my appreciation for art. And if I had to give a, a compliment or something to web three in the realm of like how it's helped me as just a, as a human, you know, one of the things is actually just the idea that I've learned to like appreciate different art styles. I've learned, uh, you know, I, I bought a couple, you know, uh, pieces of art, you know, over the last couple of years, there were multiple thousands of dollars, but I, I, I did it because either whichever my ex-wife or girlfriend told me that they liked it. And I was like, Oh, I like it too. Sure. We'll put it on the wall. Um, but I, I feel like my appreciation and my understanding has really grown. And then of course, you know, as you've heard multiple episodes, you know, I got to launch some of my own AI art. I've got to interview some really amazing artists um, on, on the, on the podcast, you know, really getting able to connect with them. Uh, a couple of them that I'm, I'm able to text message with when I'm feeling imposter syndrome or I'm confused why, you know, why this feeling exists as an artist. Cause it is a, a kind of a different realm, but you know, I think for everyone, I think art can kind of show up in different ways. You can be a, a consumer of it. You can be a collector of it. You can appreciate it. You can also be a sharer of it, or you use it in your marketing but you could also use it, you know, become your, your own artist. But then there's also like, where does Web3 fit in here? And so I'm excited for this conversation that we have today. And uh, of course, we're first going to bring in my co-host, uh, Leslie uh, is joining us. And we're going we're gonna to break down some of the things that Leslie's been working on. You know, we talk a lot about the team here. And uh, not only does Leslie, you know, have amazing brand and reputation here in Web3 far outside of, of the NFT 365 space, but also just in, you know, being able to work through uh, ways that we can grow the community, right? I think we is greater than me goes both directions, right? Not only uh, all of us individually, but we also can, you know, how can we leverage some of the things that we're we're having? So Leslie, thanks for uh, jumping on. Excited for this conversation. Talk, talk to our audience a little bit about what you've been working on as far as like artist curation and kind of, uh, you know, being able to bring some of our community artists to life. Yeah. Hey, so thanks for having me. First off, you give me a little too much credit. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. Working on the nifty, nifty stuff has been a super fun journey because um, I'm, you know, sort of a, like a, a techie at heart. Um, so being part of the publisher program, which I mean, is technically yours, um, I'm just sort of operationally handling it. <laughs> but it's been a really fun adventure. I think that Nifty is such a great platform to allow people to easily make a bridge between, you know, Web 2 to Web 3. And it's a great, great starting point. And I think it's a wonderful way for people that are not necessarily known in Web 3 to get exposure and to... Um, create a sense of community around artists. And so I think that that's been so amazing. I, the thing that surprised me the most about working on this was it was exciting from a tech perspective to be able to do the configuration. So we're getting drop details, we're setting everything up. We're basically doing a personal curation for each artist that we're working with. But the part that surprised me the most was getting to know the artist and the story behind the artist. And I think that that is it has to be the most meaningful thing. I've literally been blown away by every single person that I've talked to about whether it's their journey into the art or what the art means to them. And I think that's something that in the traditional world of NFTs that we've almost gotten away from in the total, like the PFP environment, where when you look at specific art, that there is a, a, a meaning behind it, there is symbolism. And I think through whether it's AI art or in, in real life art or digital art and any of those components that 
it's just, I think it's a nice and refreshing change to get back to what the emotion that 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 image evokes for each person, whether it's intended that way or it's how you interpret it. And I think that that's been the most amazing part of the journey. I just really wasn't expecting it, I guess, as um, I should have, but I didn't. No, I, I love that you brought that up. And you know, for those that listened to one of the previous episodes that we just recently did, I, I kind of broke down the different marketplaces, right, for for selling art. And uh, you know, one of the things with Nifty Gateway, right, they reached out to me not because I was an AI artist, um, not because they thought, man, Brian should be creating art. That was not in their in their reach out at all. It was more of like, Brian, we we believe you are you're pretty in touch with the community, pretty in touch with what the NFT space is going on. And you can kind of know who's, who's who and, and, and being able to kind of bring some of their, uh, their art to life. And what's interesting about that is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the idea that like Christie's or, you know, a traditional, uh, you know, museum or, or, you know, uh, auction house, you know, it is about like the, who's curating it. Right. Because let's face it, if you're not asked to be on display, you never have a chance for your art to be successful. Right. If, if people was never asked um, to, to put his things on sale, it would have never gone on sale in those kind of marketplaces. But I think Leslie, what you brought up, I think is such an important component here is that like, I love web three for the artist being able to be the artist. But it also pushes artists to allow their story and their why and their how and allow that to also shine, right? And I think, you know, I think that to me has been fun. It's been fun interviewing artists. Um, and it's also going to be fun because we have to bring on, uh, you know, two of the artists and I'm going to bring them on uh, right now that are going to be doing uh, a drop on Nifty. And, um, you know, and I think the the beautiful thing that we kind of have this conversation on is that, you know, we, we're going to open this up for more people to get involved. Right. So if you're a listener uh, and you're an artist, or maybe you have a, I have a, I have a really good friend of mine uh, who is aware of what we're working on and he really wants to get his son's art into web three. Uh, and, you know, his son unfortunately passed away uh, a year ago and his son created amazing pieces of art and he wants to raise some money. And so we're, we're going to kind of bring him in the fold, but I think that's part of the beauty, but I also want to just put out there um, and, you know, Leslie and I, you know, originally like when we were kind of figuring out like how this was going to work, there really wasn't like a, there's not like a playbook, right? Like how do you curate artists in web three from your community? That's not like something anyone really knows about. Uh, and people could do it just about every way possible. And what I love is, you know, some of the ones that we are initially launching, um, they're not only been active in our in our podcast community, but active in Web3, active in, and really just like this overall piece. And so, Jeff, uh, uh, you know, thanks so much, uh, yourself and Ryan. Jeff and Ryan, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Uh, I will kick it, to, you know, Ryan wanted me to kick it to Jeff for business stuff. So I'm going to kick it, I'm going to kick it the other way, Ryan. I'm going to kick it to you first. Uh, introduce yourself. Give us a little of your, uh, your background, because I know, you know, as a traditional artist, uh, I love hearing kind of like that origin story. Um, and then I'll go to get Jeff's and then we'll hear a little bit about the Web3 bringing it to life. So Ryan, over to you first. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on too. We appreciate it. And it's been really fun being a part of the team, you know? Um, I was like, every day there's been a new email. And I've been texting Jeff, I've been texting Jeff what does this mean, man? Show me, tell me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've been a I've been an artist and creating all my life since I've been, you know, I won Snoopy's uh, world of skating when I was in fourth grade for uh, most unique coloring for the Detroit Free Press. And, you know, it kind of went on like that. Um, you know, really, truth be told, like I moved around a lot when I was younger and, uh, you know, art was like it was always there and it was always a constant for me. And so I pursued it. And um through high school and stuff like that, I was doing art. I was always interested in it. I got into a, every art school and, uh, you know, I, uh, I wasn't ready for it. You know, um, there was a big part of me that has been his, it's almost a little part that has hampered my career. And it's like, I needed to, to develop my own style. I never agreed with like, it, it's hard. It's hard to put stuff out there that does not look like other people's stuff. And there's, you know, I'm really thinking about it. You know, there's really a plan to like how I do things. And um, what happened was, you know, I had kids and I had, uh, I, I was doing some gallery shows. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. Um, you know, the, the devil of drinking really got in my way, man. It got in my way for 20 years. And I, uh, I became this person, like I was industrial electrical foreman, ran companies, you know, I got into this, I got in this mode of becoming this person and uh, 
you know, three years, put the bottle down and, you know, life started changing. And I went back to art. I was just doing art to basically give paintings away. And then, you know, it started to be like, you know, people are really interested in my art again. I think I can start putting stuff out there. So last April, I uh, gave them the keys back to the shop and I quit my job and opened my studio full time. Wow. We're, gonna, I mean, we're definitely going to dive into that. I love that. I mean, I love that story. I mean, from fourth grade and, you know, kudos to you. I appreciate the the transparency and, you know, vulnerability. And I think that is a beautiful thing also of Web3, right? I think there's a there's an element of not only reinvention, but, right, I think it's also, um, we can also kind of take advantage of some new opportunities that maybe might have, uh, you know, kind of passed us by or where that kind of fits. So we're, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, Jeff, love to hear a little bit about your background and then how you, you uh, you discovered this uh, fourth grade award-winning artist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like to start off with my strongest award. <laughs> so true. So it's interesting. And I've been in different um, spaces and different um, businesses and organizations for a lot of years. And I was a, I've been in sales and in real estate and in finance for about 25 years now. Uh, through that, I've kind of always kind of built this community. And if it's if it's a networking organization that I've started or a Toastmasters club or something like that, I've kind of always brought people together. I've always believed in that concept. I just think that's so valuable. You know, I look at the relationships um, that I've built over all these years and just, you know, there's just so much value in having that and doing things together with with people is, is fantastic. So I kind of built a traditional business. Um, I've had some successes uh, had some failures, right? Like everybody. And all of a sudden I saw this, this whole space, this whole NFT space. I was never in like the crypto market, you know, before I, but I kind of fell into NFTs that resonated with me. I saw how the blockchain was going to change so much and just how it was definitely the future of what was going to happen. Um, and then, you know, kind of came in as an investor. You know, I really saw the value of this. Um, even in this year, I saw the value of this. Um, and connected to some things. And, you know, really fans, it was, you know, your podcast is what really was kind of my grounding wire. It really was. And it was kind of that like sanity check is, does this make sense? And it, and it does. And there's a huge, huge value here. So Ryan started his um, business his traditional art business, and he had his first kind of show. So I came over as a friend, you know, to support him. And then I saw what he was doing. And I'm like, this work is fantastic. I said, I'm buying two pieces, but you're signing them because when you're rich and famous, this is going to be worth something. And I want your name on this. <laughs> and then I said to him, I said, Ryan, why don't we start an NFT project? He goes, what's that? <laughs> and then the journey began, right? And then all of a sudden was interesting I went from this collector, you know, investor mindset to all of a sudden it was a founder mindset and it was a building mindset and it was a community mindset. And all of a sudden, how did this happen? Right. All of a sudden, the message you were sending on the podcast and some other podcasts was different. Well, the listener was different. I guess I was different. Right. And then Ryan and I kind of started this adventure together. So that's a little bit of the background. I love that. And I, and I think, you know, for anyone that's listening, right. I think you know, it is such a funny journey, right? Because web three allows an opportunity to do a whole wide range of things, right. From investor, collector, um, you know, full-time, you know, founder to even just, you know, supporting others. Uh, and like, we haven't even tapped into metaverse, AR, VR. I mean, there's so many realms that this is going down um, that unlocks, but I, I love that you kind of brought that, you know, kind of to life. And I, I'm curious, you know, uh, you know, and I think, you know, one of the things that Leslie talks about a lot too, right, from a, a founder perspective, some of the like the nuanced um, things that are going to go there. But I, I first want to jump in, you know, just from Ryan, from your, you know, like you said, you art the artist side, kind of, you know, hey, you're paying the bills and, and dealing with other things for a while, and then rediscovering art. I, I'm curious, like the 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 jump, right? Like many people talk about the jump in Web three, to to give up the 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 role that you had at the company give back the keys and launch a studio. I mean, you bet on yourself. You went all in on yourself. And I don't know yeah, a lot of people um, that are are willing to do that, not to mention leaving a global pandemic into a recession, very, uh, you know, risky um, times. Could you share a little bit about like that from a studio perspective, like you kind of going all in 
And then when you when you and Jeff were kind of talking Web three, did it seem like where did that kind of fit in your kind of vision of the studio? Because I know you didn't think about that when you kind of made the jump. Because I think for so many of our listeners, it's like one or the other, or like one thing leads to the other. But you took the risk, went all in on physical, you know, having a studio as a traditional artist, and then were presented this kind of on top. Can you talk a little bit about that jump that you made? Well, the jump was, you know, I, I, I did. I've run, I've run businesses for a long time. You know, I was, I was basically the head of businesses. So it's like, I understand how a business works, you know? So betting on yourself isn't, if I have a commodity people want to buy and they're excited about, like, I know I'm holding something. Well, the point of the matter was, you know, I got, it was, it, it, I was industrial electrical technician. I mean, this is a hard job. I was foreman, ran a bunch of dudes. Like it was, you had to become like almost like the King alpha to be part, you know, we were in buildings and as it started to jade me to like, it jaded me. It, It totally jaded me. I was driving to work. I hated my job, hated my life. Like did it, it was like, and it was 11 hours out of each day, you know? And it was, it, it, it wasn't about who I was working with. I love the people I was working with. It was just like, I'm, I think I can give more. I can give more and I can, I was always a leader and I've always felt like I have this outlet. Like I have this art, like this explosion inside of me of like bold colors and, you know, um, really radical ideas. And it, it, I got hurt in February, you know, I just like kind of like tweaked my back a little bit and it was enough to, um, it was enough to just realize where I stood and I, I, I started painting again. I couldn't move for, you know, six weeks and I started painting again and I, uh, I started to develop, like, it was almost like, it was like the last part of like my, my like rebirth professionally. It was like, find something worth fighting for and go all in on it. So, you know, I had a meeting with my bosses and uh, we didn't see eye to eye. And I, you know, my wife did not even see it was coming, you know? And I think I, I, I brought the house down for one day because I just called her up and I was like, I'm done, Mo. And right when I called her, I, I was walking out of the building. I was like, I'm done. The boats are burned. We're done with this life. And you know, it hasn't been easy. And I don't want to be like, I've been selling art like hell. I've went around my neighborhood and put up drywall and did uh, built a deck for somebody, you know, like if it like failing is just quitting. That is all it is. Like I can make this dream a possibility by doing this and doing that and moving it to the next step. This is our next step in this business. It's evolving evolving. And you know what? I don't know my person. I I have an unquenchable thirst to bring life to art and bring people into the space. And there are so many good artists that are my friends that are so tippy toe around NFTs right now. They're kind of like waiting for me to pull the trigger and see like, Hey man, now we can stop laughing at you. You know, cause I went all in. These pieces are only available as NFTs. There's not going to be any prints of these pieces, the originals, you know, hopefully we're, you know, giving out to our holders and, you know, um, building our community through that way. But this, you know, it, you can be anybody you want in this space, which it doesn't pigeonhole me into a fine artist. I've been learning, you know, multimedia and learning video and producing videos and, you know, meeting musicians. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm really good at being somebody that can bring groups together. And, you know, I want my, I, I really want to be a part of the community and I want to start forming our group here. I love that. And I love that. And, you know, Jeff, you mentioned, your, you know, your love for that, right? The networking side, they're bringing people together. Um, and you're also, you know, Jeff, uh, you know, I have to give you the, you know, the flowers in the sense of, you know, you are uh, a champion of supporting and you've supported uh, the podcast and some of my AI art. And, and I will just say like, you know, for, for those that, are, you know, I, I preach that, you know, be a collector before you're a creator, right? And I, and I, and I preach that for many facets. And, and one of them also is just the appreciation of the space. And I'm curious, Jeff, like, as you were collecting, and then you said, you know, you were a friend, you went, bought this physical painting, you loved the art, you know, enough. 
what was it like what was kind of like the either like the aha or like the connection point for you jeff i'm curious just from a like okay wait i think ryan might be the 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 right artist to work with or the right artist to, to kind of team up with bring his art into web3 but also kind of like how that kind of fits into the things that you love doing so can you give us a little bit of that jeff and, and then we'll jump in a little bit more about like the collection and things that people can uh, learn about yeah no I, no absolutely absolutely so so yeah, I do. I do think that being uh, a collector or investor at the beginning is important, right? And I think that's a great way to get started and to understand how things work. You know, I really do. I what I think is interesting is coming into this space is you know you, we get a blank canvas, right? We can we can decide what we want to paint on that canvas. In other words, right? We want we can decide what role we want to play you know, and what experiences we want to bring in. And I see this value in the Web3 world of, you know, different experiences, different strengths coming in and coming together. And that's what I really enjoy. So like my role, a lot of the times is being the business person, right? The sales ideas, the leadership development and partnering with people. You know, one of the things I've learned and, you know, a smart enough to know to learn from younger people. And because sometimes there's the tech side of things that I don't get necessarily, but to be aware of what's happening and listening and coming together to do those things. So taking some of that traditional networking experiences and bringing it in here has been great. Um, as far as partnering with, you know, Ryan and how I saw that, it was, I never, it was kind of interesting because I really didn't think about being a founder or running a project and it was almost instantly when I saw his art that it triggered. It was like like that. It was like, okay, this makes sense. And this art, this kind of graffiti look, this kind of gritty look has a certain characteristic about it. It has a certain ability to tell that story. Each painting has a story in it, which is great. And I can see how this can go into the Web3 space and really you know, pro provide a great project and provide, you know, something that we can be really proud of and come together. So I guess there's all these different pieces that kind of kind of mesh together as time goes. I love that. And Leslie, you know, you mentioned earlier, like the stories connecting with you, right? And I, and I love, you know, both Ryan and Jeff kind of bring it together. You've been the one spearheading it from our side, from a, uh, a curation, bringing the, the project drop to life on, on Nifty. <laughs> Like how what what is your take on like for those that are listening that either maybe they have a, a Ryan right they have an artist that that they appreciate and love in Web three or not in Web three that they would love to kind of bring in or kind of the, the flip of that what's your kind of vibe been Leslie on kind of where this kind of all fits into Web three and and what we're kind of bringing to life here with uh, you know their upcoming drop. You know, I mean, I have so many emotions on it, and I'm certainly not a person that holds back in terms of my opinion. I think we all know me as well in that, that regard. But see, you're laughing because you know it's true. Um, but I think this is like honestly something that the community and Web3 as a whole is hungry for because, and, and, and no disservice to the existing um, projects and the generative projects that we're used to, that's like synonymous with NFTs, you think of PFP type pictures. And, and it's not a discredit to the digital artists. It's not a discredit to those because those are representations of, of again, tokens for community, for whatever utility. When we start to get back to the real bottom line here, which is really the art and the art and the emotion that we talked about earlier, and what type of feeling that evokes, I think that it restores a sense of humanity and like an interaction and community that I think that we were as a, as a group really hungry for. So it's been a really fun and interesting journey to kind of rediscover that even for myself. It was just it, it brought up so many emotions that I didn't realize I think were sort of not with me in Web3. So I think that this is a great opportunity and this is a perfect use case as to show making a Web2 to Web3 tr you know, transition or making a bridge from Web2 to Web3. As, as Ryan mentioned, your, your artist friends are kind of waiting to see what happens next. Mm -hmm. This is a great opportunity to build community around that concept and to be the first one in this group for that, I think is, is a great opportunity as well, because 
I think it's only a matter of time. I, I understand some maybe some people's hesitation, but once they start to see that it doesn't have to be what they believe NFTs are synonymous for, an NFT is just literally a non-fungible token. It doesn't have to be what what some folks describe as just the you know the PFP process. So I love the journey of all of this because every single day and every hour that goes by, we find more inventive ways to use NFTs. We find interesting concepts to further the technology. This is all just scratching the surface of where we're going to land in five or 10 or 15 years. We don't know them yet, but there's tons of ways to do that. And this is yet just another layer to add to that. And I think that it's going to be an amazing way. This is the first start of it for you guys. And I, of course, love the art. And from the very first interaction that we had when I won't, I won't speak to the inspiration on a couple, but is like took me back to my childhood, which I'm super passionate about that specific um, uh, inspiration. So I felt really connected to it very, very quickly. And the art style is just awesome. Um, and there's such a variance in the art style, which is a great opportunity to showcase that. And I just think that it's a great way for people to get additional exposure that you wouldn't have otherwise, because it becomes you in the driver's seat of your art. And that's giving you back control is an amazing concept that isn't very Web 2-ish. It's, it's very Web 3. So as we move forward, there's just so much more opportunity. So that's but I, of course, I want to flip that over to Jeff or Ryan for a comment, too. Um, go ahead, Jeff. So um, I was just going to say to the aspect of art, you know, being a com huge component of, of NFTs is I think it's a, also an easier way for people to come into the space. People that aren't used to NFTs and it, it's just overwhelming to them. They can they can get, you know, oh, this is an art picture that's digitalized that now you have access to at all times, they can understand that, I think. Sometimes, uh, you know, oh, you have a, an ape that's worth $100,000, it doesn't resonate, right? But an, a traditional art piece resonates with people and they can understand that and it can be a great segue for somebody getting into the whole industry, I believe, which is which is a great, a great opportunity. One of the things that we see is connecting the two worlds together, quite frankly. I love that. I love that connection. And I'm curious, Ryan, you mentioned before a little bit about the art that you are going to be dropping, but I know for a lot of artists, the, the idea of like cannibalizing their existing pieces of physical art, or um, how do I like separate these two worlds or what, it, like, how do I make sure that what people feel by buying an NFT is what they feel when they buy a portrait, but if they're or buy a, a physical canvas, but if I'm selling it for either less than what I would sell a canvas for, how do I not make them feel like they didn't get gypped? Right. There's all these. And, and I, I've had to learn this because I didn't really know that side, but then I, when I'm talking to more artists and I'm like, why aren't you here? All of these things go through their heads, rightfully so. Right. Because there is a lot of factors. How did you go about like, thinking about what pieces you wanted to make NFTs and how that like kind of like art flows into like, kind of your art style of creation. I think that would really be some great context. Like I really liked um, I, this drop. I really, it's 10 pieces and I really wanted to do a full, I wanted to do all my sides in it. I mean, there's a reason it's an eclectic drop. I mean, it's, it's, it kind of fits all my little personalities and my pieces. So um you know, I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to, you know, there's a reason I came in here and told you the story about my, uh, about sobriety, about not drinking. It's because if I'm coming into this space, I'm coming in as a real person, as a real artist, as my face is here, we're in front of this business. I am not hiding. If you want to know about my art, I have to tell my story. And, you know, I, there's a part of a, you know, I, I, I have, I deal with a lot of artists and talk to a lot of artists daily. And there's a part that, you know, a lot of is hampered by holding your story back. They don't want to tell their story. Well, you know, I like the web three environment because I can sell one of these pieces and immediately have contact with the buyer. Like I don't have this, I don't have this personal relationship in real life with, with people that buy my art. 
it's just, you know, usually, you know, like a piece gets shipped somewhere, they pay and we're, 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 we're done. You know, the transaction transaction is done. This able to build and able to, to, to almost like put out something that is, is going to grow organically and is going to add and is, you know, um, like I'm putting pieces out there to showcase who I am more so than showcase. I have stronger pieces. I'm doing this. I'm showing my pieces, these 10 pieces because they circumference circumference who I am as a person and artist. I love that. I I feel like we could have called our, like my, the, the media company, like the multi-hyphenated media company, right? Because I I love people that have multiple sides. I think we all have multiple sides. I think we created a culture where we we stymied people. We told people, you know, you are what your work was or you are, you could only be one thing. And you're like, no, I could be, I can be a dad. I can be an engineer. I can be an artist. I can be empathetic at the same time, you know, be, you know, athletic or whatever that may be. And, and I'm glad you brought up too, like that um, artist struggle of the story, right? Because I think rightfully so artists have been shamed. They've been shunned. They've been devalued in many cases when a story was brought to life. And unfortunately that I think had a lot to do with just like the, the weird like culture that, that a lot of art existed in offline, you know, experiences, right. You had to go to find these different, you know, you were collecting or where artists kind of, uh, explored and I think Web three does. It's the the story allows us to you know kind of go deeper and connect. And I will tell you, I had my first like you know I, I preach a lot here on like what the blockchain offers. But being an experience, I had someone uh, yesterday actually sell one of my my pieces of AI art. She had bought four of my pieces and resold it. And it popped up in my email and I, I DM'd the person on Twitter and was like, thanks so much for you know buying this piece on on secondary. I really appreciate it. And it was that moment that I was like, wait, how cool, who, cool is that? Because the thing I tell people about NFTs is like, unlike a traditional artist, once it's bought, you already mentioned, like that's a very disconnected customer relationship. You have no real clue of where it goes or the authority of it beyond. And I was able to see it on chain who bought it. I opened up their wallet, saw the other pieces they collected. So my outreach was like, wait, you love Gabe Weiss as well. I have a couple of Gabe Weiss's and and I, I, I got, I, I sent the message and I was like, I don't know if they know how cool that was of, of a message of implementation. And I think for artists that are out there, that's a value add that it's not, you know, the crypto conversation and, and it's not about like discords and additional work, but it's like, people can connect with your story. People, you can then connect with people even deeper that buy one piece or sell a piece. Right? I think there's something really beautiful about that. And, and I also love Ryan that you mentioned, like you kind of just kind of showing up, right? Like I, I do believe you know, one of the biggest issues of, of digital, of online for the last 15 years is that we assumed we were more connected. Therefore, we were more open and more, you know, dialed in with each other. And I think we went the other way. We spent most of these years with filtered pictures and you had to have a manufactured story and and all of these things. And and we realized, I, I believe, the, you know, the pandemic had a lot to do with it, was that, you know, we're all human and we all got stories we all have different demons and things that we've had to deal with, but we also are more than just one, you know, kind of uh, piece of that. And, you know, I'm curious, Jeff, from, from your view too, right. From a, you mentioned earlier and I, you know, I appreciate the kind words about the, the podcast and you know, that, that definitely inspires us to always keep you know, producing, but you mentioned kind of going from collector to founder, right. And I've mentioned, I went from, you know, content creator and, you know, very proud storyteller to all of a sudden artist. And it was, imposter syndrome out the, I mean, I, even, even yesterday posting yesterday's piece uh, of the daily uh, AIR I'm doing was scary for me because I haven't done a piece that had kind of like a, um, a, a completely different feel to your point, Ryan. Like I've, I put it out and I was like, man, I do not like people. Are, it's, 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 it's weird. It's a weird feeling. So Jeff, talk to me a little bit about like that feeling for you. Right. And, and, and I think the, one of the cool things that we're able to do with Nifty Gateway and, you know, and shout out to Nifty on kind of like empowerment is like, not only like you're helping Ryan onboard into web three. Right. And in a way, Nifty Gateway is helping us facilitate onboarding artists into this space as well. And that is like a, I mean, it's a powerful mechanism. So Jeff, when you were moving from like investor collector into like founder and empowering, bringing a friend in, what were some of the things that you've gone through as far as like what you wanted to do or what it felt like, and maybe your own a little imposter syndrome. I'd love to hear your, your take on that. 
Um, so that's a great way to term it, right? So I, I yeah, it was kind of like, okay, so why am I here, right? Like as an investor, it's one thing because that's my you know bag, right? That's what I'm doing. As I move into a founder position, it's like, okay, my voice needs to be heard. And it's like, and it's like, why would I be here? I've got, you know, no experience necessary, you know, before this. And it's like, why do people want to hear from me? And then I realized, and it took me a while to find myself. It was interesting because I felt kind of out of place. It was like going into Twitter space at the beginning was like so awkward. And then I was like, okay, now I can speak on Twitter spaces and now I can run a Twitter space and now I'm running Twitter spaces for other people. But at the beginning, it was like, that was so weird to me. And it's like, so that, that, that mind shift is so important. And, you know, I mentioned kind of that canvas and I just, it's just kind of the way I describe it. It's like, I can draw that picture. I can paint that picture of who I want to be at this point. You know, it's kind of like a new opportunity to grow and develop, you know, take some of the old experiences, right? There's value there, but learning new things every single day. And I think that's really important for everybody and anything you're doing is taking that, you know, that 1% more, that one little thing to learn and grow a little bit more in this space is so valuable. Um, All of a sudden I put myself on a stage though, or I put Ryan and I on a stage, right? It's like, okay, now here we are. Okay. Now we're, now we're willing to really put ourselves out there and to promote ourselves, to market ourselves, to be, you know, giving advice to other people, helping other people grow, you know, adding value. And all of a sudden it's like this and putting ourselves out there as far as here's the artwork, you know, even though it's Ryan's art and, you know, obviously a lot of pride. I have a lot of pride in Ryan's artwork and I feel pressure. You know, because I, you know, not only do I need to, you know, we need to perform, you know, because it's important to, you know, have that next success. But we have, you know, families and everything else that we have to, you know, take care of. And, you know, it's an interesting transition to kind of learn the ownership mentality, which is the difference, like the ownership to represent and, you know, the buck stops here kind of, you know, thought process that has to happen to own this business in this space. So yeah, a lot of different shifts there have happened. I love that you mentioned um, about like, and we've talked, actually, this has been a really big topic. Not only have Jeff, you and I talked about it, but Fanzo, we've talked about it a lot is like the entire um, concept of like finding your way in web three, right? Like everybody has a skill in web three that, carries over from web two and what you're in real life and what your passion is. And I love the fact that the two of you have teamed up um, from not only like a business perspective, but then the artist perspective, it really is a concept that a lot of folks have not looked beyond the immediate for. And if you go into it with that business structure Mm -hmm. and understanding really honestly how to run a business and some of the basic mechanics that can set you up for success, I think that that will determine the longevity of be it community, be it, this is a business, no matter what way you spin it, this is a business, you're delivering a product, whether it's a digital product or a physical product is really irrelevant, it's still a business. And um, everybody has to eat. Everybody <laughs> has to have an income in some perspective. Um, I mean, of course, if it rained down a million dollars in my lap and I could do whatever, sure, that would be fantastic. I'd probably still do the same thing, just a lot more of it. Um, but <laughs> that, that being said, um, I do love that um, that it almost always comes back to that, finding your way in Web3, finding a way to operate as a business in this perspective. Um, I just, I really needed to call that out because um, it's something that we've all talked about collectively a lot. And it's just a recurring theme that I hope that if anybody's listening, um, in this particular spot that they can take this as one small part of, you know, taking that component with them to apply towards what they might be doing and helping them find their own way. I mean, there's so many people right now that are listening that are asking the question that Jeff asked, right? Jeff, that you were asking, right? What, what's my role here? And and even what, what could a role even be like that I haven't explored or I haven't been open to, right? And I think there are a lot of artists that would love someone to be able to bring them in from the, the business connection and networking side and say, hey, let me help bridge that gap, right? I think, Ryan, to your point, you know, a lot of the people that are in the artist space, I believe there's lots of, you know, let's, let's be very truthful. 
the technology is not easy. The onboarding is not easy. Crypto is a nightmare because the media likes to portray it as an extremely big nightmare. There is new security. There's new, all of these things that like, we just have to be very open with that. But I also think there's ways to mitigate this. And, you know, one of them is what we're doing here, right? This is a full full court collaboration if I haven't you know, ever seen one before, right? Being able to, you know, a podcast, being able to connect with an investor and a collector that then is, you know, is giving back to us and bringing a community. And then you finding an artist that you love and us putting it out there being like, hey, we're opening the door for, for some collections to kind of team up and drop. And that's because Nifty Gateway happened to know the podcast got listeners. And you're like, so this is like a really full circle, uh, beautiful thing. And so I think for those that are listening to your point, Leslie, like what your role is in Web3 is that there are so many ways to tap in to your experience, your background, your skill set, and even explore new ones. And I want to throw this out there too, because part of the reason I love Nifty Gateway as the onboard ramp for a lot of this type of um, bringing to life is that it allows people to buy NFTs. Anyone that's listening, you can buy one of, one of these pieces of art. We'll, we'll talk about the drop here in a minute without having a wallet on the on the crypto side and not having any crypto or going to an exchange you can simply create an account with your email address and buy with a credit card or a debit card so it is yeah. it is not good oh and i was going to say it, and you can do it all at the same time you don't even have to like register in advance or try to get a financial component hooked up to it in advance where you have to try to figure out how to fund your coinbase account to switch it over to you know whatever method this is all super easy credit card you can create your account and like 30 seconds and then ultimately make your purchase. And it couldn't be any simpler in terms of adding it to your cart and checking out. <laughs> the concept is a perfect bridge from web two to web three for uh, for people that haven't gotten into that component yet. And, and, and the beautiful thing of that, and, and Leslie, not only is that part easy, right? But it's also easy if you want this to be your first NFT that's in OpenSea or in your MetaMask, right? So maybe this is the, the okay, let me buy one of these pieces of art and then let me go set up a wallet and it's easy. I mean, I'm talking, it's one button. You pay a little bit of gas and it's then over on your, on your, your MetaMask in your wallet. It's then now in, in OpenSea because you know, for, there are other options. There are other marketplaces. There's lots of advantages for these different um, onboarding, buying and selling, but a lot of them kind of pigeonhole you one way or like if you buy one with a credit card, it's stuck in credit card land in like 2.5 web land, which means that it never sits in OpenSea. And, never, and I, I will say I I sold a couple of NFTs on Rally. We've sold actually more, lots of NFTs on Rally. And that was a big piece. People came to me and said, Brian, I giving you $5,000 was nothing, which first of all, I was like, okay, I'm glad that's for you. $5,000 to me is, is never going to be giving nothing. But they were like, I want to show off what I bought and I downloaded this meta thing and it's not there. And I was like, Oh, well, it's a layer two. And because we use this rally system that allowed you to buy it on their site with a credit card and they're like, yeah, but I'm not even playing in the playground now, Brian. And so I say that because I think with, with, with artists, like we have to also present like, okay, what are all the advantages? Mm -hmm. And this is like a beautiful advantage of it, right. Being able to kind of bring these components. But I also think, you know, like this is me, you know, forecasting into Jeff and Ryan's future pieces is, is, you know, like each physical piece that you sell in the future can have a digital twin NFT component where someone that's buying it is going to have an NFT that is kind of associated that kind of allows Ryan for you to kind of continue this in the physical in your gallery mm -hmm. and allow some of these relationship things that you like that Web3 offers to be extended. And I think that's kind of a really cool component that most aren't even talking about, right? We, a lot of yeah. us are thinking like web three artists or artists that's all online. And I mean, I love that you guys have, you know, not only do you have a studio, but you also have, you know, the, you know, the physical art, your, your, the, the business behind it. So I, I'm curious, you know, we, we have the drop coming. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, about the, the dates, but the other piece of this, you know, Ryan, you mentioned, you know, you picked, you know, the 10 pieces. The other thing is about like, how much is too much? How much is too little? Right? We we can give our own advice. Like, how much do you price it for? I, I'm curious. Like, and, and you can be you know as honest as you feel like being honest. For for you, like leading now that we're getting closer to the drop, how what's your comfort level on like as an artist as being valued? Because I will tell you, this is what keeps me up at night. It's like a, a weird thing that I put on top of my my head all the time. Is like I value creatives so much, and I respect the craft, the art. And for me, I never want people to feel like 
they have to you know give up a piece of them or not you know be able to create it themselves and and thankfully you know Leslie took over uh kind of the the I mean, let's be very truthful. Leslie has run all of this side of the house, right? And and she will she won't take that. I will I will gladly remind everybody that she's been able to kind of bring all of this to life. Uh, if it was on me, there would still be a DM from Jeff saying he was interested, and I would still be waiting to reply. Um, so, but you know, Ryan, from your standpoint of like you know now that you're we're to the drop spot and you've gone through like this process, how has that been for you as far as like comfort as an artist? And like for those aspiring either artists that are out there that haven't gone web three, how can they relate to like what you've gone through up until now, up until now and kind of like the excitement for the upcoming drop? Well, you know, I, I first off like valuing, valuing my work. I think it's more you're I'm we're valuing where we're coming in in this space right now. You know, what's important for us is building the community. So you're, you're, you know, yes, I'm not charging what I charge for a, a real big, you know, a fine art piece, but I, I, I don't think we're charging anything either. So it's like being comfortable with like who you are, where the market's at. Like we all know where the market's at, you know, I'm a new artist. I'm, I, I really want to come out strong. I, you know, me coming out strong is us selling our pieces and then being able to build off of that. I think there's a real, I think there's a more, I think there's, it's better for us to get our pieces in people's hands at this point than it is to put a bunch of money in our pockets right now. We're just not there. Um, you know, we're just, you know, the, we, we've been doing this in the background for seven months, but we're just like, this is just starting to blossom like this last two months. Like we've really set up with some groups and talked to, you know, made some valuable connections. So this first drop is going to be our introduction to the community and hopefully people love our pieces and are buying them. And then we're talking further and going from there instead of using this as, Oh, I think I'm a great artist. I want to get this X amount of dollars for it. It's not why this is not the time for that. This is a time to, bring in our, bring in our people, build, you know, have our, <coughs> show some stuff off, show our artwork off, get our message out there, which is, you know, uh, be good to each other, you know, help each other out. And if we continue being ourselves in this space and help each other and promote people and uh, do advocacy like we are, you know, our future is going to be bright. You know, I'm, I'm not worried about uh, money right now. I love that. I love that because I, I do think it's a, you know, it's a, it's an interesting positioning. Right. And, you know, when I was having a, this conversation uh, with an AI artist uh, and via DM and, you know, a couple artists had, had reached out to him and said, if you're not selling your art for this amount of money, don't consider yourself an artist. And I was, I felt so mad that that someone was like presenting that to somebody that wants to put their work out. Right. And there's also this element of, you know, if we get it in more hands and inspire more people and more collectors and, and also that there is, it's a weird feel. I didn't, I mean, you would have asked me seven months ago, I could not relate because I mean, I've never put out anything like that, but like figuring out like, wow. Like, I mean, I, I said this last night on the Twitter space, like I've been working on this digital animation piece for a while and I was really worried about putting it out because I was afraid like what people were going to say or if they weren't going to like it. And it was a lot. And weirdly enough, <laughs> I put it out. And as of right now, I still have not sold one of those 11. And it doesn't bother me one bit because I put it out and people have commented, people have loved, and I, I love it. I love where it's like, it's sitting and like in this weird world, we get into our heads about all kinds of things and like reasoning. And I think Ryan, you summed it up so perfectly in like that idea of like timing, right? Timing of I kind of bring this to life. And, and Jeff, I'm curious your take on that because Leslie mentioned it earlier, you know, we were PFP drunk for a while. Right. And, and we all were. And if you look at us, I, I was buying an NFT every single day for a year. First six months, I bought three artists, one of one pieces, three first six months. Mm -hmm. The second six months I bought over 40 in the collection because this, the timing of the space also like where, cause like for me, I remember Matt Caesar was on our podcast and I was like, man, Matt Caesar's got some legendary art. He's a World Series baseball player. It's been an artist. And I went there and I was like, 13 ETH? 13 ETH to buy one. Like his like lowest. I was like, 
I don't like where and and this was when ETH was three three thousand bucks, and I was like, yeah, this that's not happening. I I don't I don't have that, and I remember feeling a little bit alienated or polarized because I love his art and I'm you know very uh, you know I I'm a big cheerleader of his. You know, Matt is a, a great human, but I also think the timing of the whole space wrapped around Jeff. What's your take on like? You know that from a, a timing perspective, just from the, the market, because I think Ryan connected that nicely from an artist, from you thinking about it from like a business realm, and like you mentioned earlier, your background in building networking groups and Toastmasters and and John Maxwell side of the house. You know, a lot of that is like you you have to build your tribe and you have to get to a tipping point and you have to. So talk to me a little bit about your thoughts about the timing of this, because from the outside, some people will be like. Sam Beekman Freed just kind of ruined us for a year. Why are we dropping it in January? How do you look at the timing of kind of where we're at in the market for kind of bringing these type of collection to life? So I think there's kind of two kind of two pieces I see in timing. Um, and it's interesting that you said that because at the beginning, I think I purchased mostly, you know, uh, PFPs, right? And then as time evolved, I purchased more art because I what I saw is I think certain things are going to be around and art is going to be one of them. Like I'm on, you know, art blocks, getting some pieces there or grails, you know, through proof. And I see those items that are valuable lasting long term. So I have definitely had a flight to quality as a whole, right? For myself, as far as marketing, if it's a bear market or a bull market or if it's, you know, a strong market or whatever is happening right now is the time that people that are involved are serious, which is good. I think people that are in this business right now are going to be in this business, right? We've had a lot of people leave and that's okay. And that it, we will evolve. I think right now art is, a, is making a big statement. And I think quality is making a big statement. You're seeing quality projects like Bulls and Apes, Be Friends. Quality projects doing good things, building community. In the art world, you're seeing that happening also. And I think this is a great opportunity. So people that are here are serious and they're going to be purchasing art. They're going to be staying in. They're going to be building on those art communities. And I just see that so, so powerful. Um, I think we're going to look back in about three years and we're going to say, wow, this is the same space, really? And we're going to see a totally different business, but there's going to be some pieces that are going to be the same and the quality of art and of some other projects are going to still be around. That's what I see. Love that take. And I also think we, we need, we need people that are willing to be leaders and be the first in, right? Ryan, your, your, your community of artists being like, they're excited to see what you're going to do in the space. And let's face it, that the ones that are first in are not always the ones that make the money that get the fame. But if it's not for the people that are, are willing to kind of try out different ways and put things out there. And, and even, you know, I shout out, you know, Nifty Gateway again, just, and they didn't pay for promotion. This is not a, you know, a promoted going that way, but like Nifty, trusting me as a non-artist, non-creating artist to curate is not what any, no, I, at least from I, my circles I've asked around, no other curated marketplace is empowering a non-artist to do that. And, and, I, and I think like kudos to them for kind of even, even kind of bringing that to life. Uh, Leslie, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the drop and some of the, the things that people can, you know, we've, we've teased it up. We got a lot of the background uh, excited, you know, linked to a lot of the art or of course linked to the marketplace uh, for people that bought any of the, um, the mint 365 uh, 12, 12 time capsule pieces. You'll be very familiar with the whole nifty gateway process, but uh, Leslie, you want to give a little bit of context for uh, what people can look forward to with the drop? Sure, absolutely. I, I wanted to call out one thing before I go there. And because there was, I actually have two quotes from this conversation that I think were almost like jaw dropping, like very meaningful. And one of the things that there were two things that you said, Ryan, but the first one was failing is just quitting. And so your, your approach to success was evolution. And I think that I just had to really call that out as like a really awesome way to you know, to approach everything. And I, again, I was like, wow, that was, that was, that was a deep shit, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I like Thank you. <laughs> um, and the other one was, um, I, I actually, ha I was taking notes here because I, I wanted to write it down, but to know your art is to tell your story. Mm -hmm. And I think that if anything sums up this entire 
you know, project and the entire concept of what we're doing with the publishing um, on Nifty Gateway, that is exactly what it is because it is basically part storytelling and it's a great opportunity to get the stories out there. Um, so I wanted to call those out to like specifically <laughs> make sure when I go back and hear the podcast again, I'm like, remember those quotes, but I, I, I literally had to write them down. Um, I'll actually let them probably go into a little bit more of the drop, but the drop is scheduled for the 27th, um, which is Friday um, here in January, uh, approximately noon-ish on Eastern time. I think we're still figuring out exactly what hour it will be. Um, I, I mean, of course, again, there's the... All the pieces will be individual. And I think there's four like variations of each one that are all like digitally signed, um, which I think is really, really awesome. So that you know, not only are you getting this original piece, but it's signed of, you know, there's basically one of four for each one of them. Um, I'll, I'll flip it to, to Ryan and Jeff to tell maybe a couple of stories or at least maybe pick one or two that you want to tell a story about. Um, if you if you want to share, I don't know if you want to get that out there yet or wait till the drop comes. But there's so many cool and interesting pieces that when you quoted that you were really showcasing all the different personalities that you have. I think that's actually a really perfect way to put it. Not that I think that you have multiple personalities, but it was like, but it was like it's they're they're very different pieces, and it really does showcase your love of color, which is just completely evident. So it's like I felt like by working on this, I had a like a peek into your mind. Yeah. And I hope that when people see these collections and they connect with the stories that they also feel the same way. Yeah. And I just, you know, and this, this was, you know, this isn't, this is all well thought out. Like I want to come into the space. This is a great spot for us to come into the space. And, you know, I want to come out as being a real artist as you know, I'm, 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 of course, doing visually striking things for people to like, but, you know, I, I want to be deep and I want to give this, you know, um, there is a fight in me, you know, and there, you know, I'll, uh, and I'll talk about, you know, a couple of the pieces, the, um, you know, like, uh, I always want to be this really rough, tough, gritty guy and, you know, but, you know, there's a, there's a really part of me that, you know, my, my favorite, my favorite thing to do still is like sit down and read like a Shel Silverstein poem book, you know, like where the sidewalk ends. There's a, like a, there's, there's something so beautiful about like, I love the, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. There's something so beautiful when you make that real connection where people are listening to your story following your story and, you know, cheering you on and, you know, understanding where you're coming from. And, you know, I, I want to say, you know, I'm not painting happy faces all the time because quite frankly, I'm, I'm not really ever happy. <laughs> you know, I am always trying to, um, you know, I have a real competition with myself to like, really, uh, I want to get thoughts. I want to get thoughts visually to people without giving any words. And, you know, it's, it's it, being able to do this and being able to put this stuff out here and, and being vulnerable and telling my story is, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm excited to do it and I'm excited to be come out here and be a real person. I love that. I love that. Jeff, what's your take on, you know, we, we have, they have the collection for those that are, you know, that are listening, that are interested, you know, we'll have the links up there. Um, but, you know, as far as the pieces, you know, um, you know, total pieces, uh, price point, you know, whatever you feel like sharing here, you can uh, share for our listeners. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll make, we'll make them go to the, the drop site and, and, and get themselves uh, do their own damn research from there. <laughs> so um, I think, I, I guess I would start with, the word that comes to mind is proud, right? That's what first comes to me. Ryan and I have done a lot of different work and, you know, on some different things and some different projects and different art. And what I really see when we, you know, we kind of put this whole project together as I was just so proud, um, proud primarily of Ryan and what he has done, right? But proud of our partnership also. And I see this artwork as really, really important in telling a story. And it means a lot. And it's interesting to come into this space 
and really represent that and not just put out something, right? It's not, we're just not putting out an NFT to put out an NFT. And to the price point, Brian answered that perfectly. You know, we're coming in here to, to, to become part of the space and to represent what we're really here all about. Not so much about making the money on the first drop. That's not that important. We're looking to build something over time and to send a message and tell some stories. And each of our each piece has its own story behind it. And we hope that that resonates with different people. And certain certain people will, will attract to not only the art, but the story behind it. And that's so important. And it's so important to be able to, to connect with people. And that's really how we see kind of growing the community growing relationships, growing friendships in this space and taking one step at a time. Love that. Love that. Leslie, you, you want to jump in? Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't want to take away from the focus of the podcast, but you mentioned something that I actually didn't know. And I think it would be a great way to, um, to lend support to the community and the listeners. And you mentioned that a big part of this is your journey with sobriety. And one of the things that I, I say all the time, and I think we all love about Web3 is that despite the fact that it's a digital world, I feel more connected to people than I have in a really long time, even post pandemic. And I have closer relationships with my Web3 friends than I probably do in my in real life friends. I don't even actually know if I have any in real life friends anymore, <laughs> to be completely honest, <laughs> because I, I spend so much time with my internet friends. But my relationships are so much closer. And I've seen quite a few people actually in Web3 that are struggling with addiction. And they're reaching out to the community and getting support from, from others that either have been through the journey or on just a general support basis and trying to you know, remain positive and encouraged. So I wanted to at least flip it back to you if you want to talk about the journey to sobriety and also if anybody is struggling with addiction of any words of wisdom or advice or anything that you can share in terms of encouragement so that people can see that life is worth living. Yeah, um, definitely. And I can attest to this. Like there was a time like three years ago, I was super down before it happened. Like I was very depressed. I didn't see my life going anywhere. I was like, you know, I have a beautiful family, I have beautiful kids, beautiful wife, and just could not find beauty in my life. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really helps with, you know, starting with a good friend. Like my wife has, Maureen has been the best fighter for me. I mean, it, she's, she's never stopped. She's changed her lifestyle to fit mine. You know, it makes, it makes it easier when you have somebody fighting for you all the time that you can see. And listen, I, I don't even like to, I don't even bring it up that much if it wasn't just such a big part of my journey, you know, but it, it, I want to, you know, it's, you don't, the, the message would be, you don't have to be who you think you are. You know, you get, you, you, you get, you know, if it's a bottle, if it's pills, if it's anything, you know, you get, you get stuck in this routine and that's what it becomes. It becomes like when you're addicted to something like that, you're on that level where it's starting to jeopardize everything in your life and your happiness and you're just breathing you really start, you, you really need a, you, it really helps to just, you know, find some good people, circle the wagons, get a good support system. And, and as you start making these little baby steps, I I'm from all Russians. Okay. My whole family's Russian. They all laughed at me when I said I was stopping drinking because it's so programmed into our family. I mean, you know, it's, it's very programmed into us and, to break the cycle and, you know, there, you know, um, it, it, there's, there's a guilt with it. There's, there's every emotion that comes through with it, but you know, like getting to a point where you can honestly forgive yourself and be like, you know what? I, I probably did piss off a lot of people and there are a bunch of people that are mad at me in life, but you know what? I, I have to accept that I've changed. And I have to accept that I can be, you know, I have a lot more of my life to live. I'm 41 years old. You know, I want the second half to be beautiful. And the only way to get there was to really put the bottle down and, you know, and, and, and 
be truthful and and harbor what I think I have inside of me and and what that is is I I, I think I have the potential to to really bring worlds together and really change people's views and I could never do that under the influence. Thank you for sharing, Ryan. And, you know, for anyone that's out there that is listening, right. You know, I think there are, you know, professionals that you can reach out to feel, you know, make sure that you are reaching out on that side, but also just know know, you're not alone. And I think that part of your story, you sharing Ryan is, is, is the representation, right? We, you, you know, it's okay to not be okay, but recognizing that also you can break the cycle of what people put, you know, the bucket they put you in. Right. And, those that aren't watching on video, right? Like Ryan is literally a tough tattooed up dude that was just talking about the poems that he reads, his fourth grade award that he got for art and his ability to get in touch with his emotions and find who he is in there. Thanks to his amazing, uh, you know, spouse. And if that's not uh, a beautiful reason to love the artists behind the art, uh, I don't know what is. And uh, you know, I think this is just another, you know, example. And, you know, I think we never know, who we impact or how we impact. Right. And there's a, there's a beautiful subsection of this whole thing. And, you know, and, I, and I'll just kind of bring this, you know, to a close in this episode and saying that, you know, like even with po- the podcast, right. Like there are, there are plenty of days or plenty of times that we question, like, why do we keep doing this? Or what is this doing for the bottom line? Or are we reaching new people or how would I make a business around this? But in, in many cases, the, the, the ripple effects are so far and so wide and in so many ways and, and for me, like, that's what this is beautiful for. And so even if you're not an artist, even if you're not going to get into NFTs and, and maybe there's a creative side of you, you want to put your story out via a blog post, or you want to work with chat GPT and, and, and be able to put out content that way. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. And, uh, you know, as a, as a fellow 41 year old, uh, mm-hmm. discovering something new on myself at 41 as well, I don't care how old you are. You can really break that cycle. You can find this these new components in our lives because the world needs you. The world needs every person that's listening to this because uh, the bad people doing bad things, the the bullies, the haters, the negative, they're not stopping. They they we're, we're, we've learned that that's just going to keep going. But if we can empower great stories like this and connect great people with great people, I think that's truly how we make a difference in this world. So, uh, Jeff and Ryan, thanks so much for uh, you know coming you. on this journey. Excited to have Thank your you, drop Leslie. there on Nifty. Leslie has been a, a, a rock star at bringing all of this uh, uh, to life. And we'll put the note, the, the link in the notes. And, and I'll just put this out there as well for everybody that's listening, right? You know, there's a lot of people that talk about wanting to make the world a better place. There's a lot of people that talk about wanting to support artists or support creatives or support vulnerability, but the people that are actually doing it, that are buying pieces that are, are stepping up, promoting, celebrating, even if you can't afford, I know money can be tight for people. You can retweet something, you can share something on your social and that alone can make a ripple effects that you have no idea are, are possible. So I challenge, you know, each and every listener here of this episode, especially, you know, if you, if you feel connected, you feel inclined, you know, go grab yourself a piece, share this out on your social, connect this story because a lot of people talk about NFTs and they talk about crypto bros, when Lambo and other BS that, that the media likes to pay attention to, but you share this episode with them, their view on NFTs will never be the same. So for NFT 365 until next time, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review, like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always...